0: What's up, guys? Welcome to the Man Solution Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Miranda, aka Man of Men. On this podcast, we discuss various topics related to self improvement, breaking bad habits and thought patterns, and ultimately overcoming generational curses. So, if you're a man that's struggling to become the best version of yourself, this podcast is for you. I really appreciate your support. So, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe um, so that way you can stay up to date with any new episodes that are dropped and you also ensure that we can spread the message to more people. So this is episode 8 and we'll be covering values. We'll talk about what values are. We'll talk about where they come from and why they're so important, right to you really getting out of your own way and living a more happy, fulfilled, Uh, righteous life and we'll also touch on how values have changed over the years as well and how that's impacted society so let's dive in we'll start at the top so if we're talking about values right what are values what does that mean i know of course some of us grow up in homes where values are very clear-cut this is what we value this is how we behave. And in some homes, they're non-existent, right? They, they were non-existent in mind. Well, I should say they're not as clear. And, I, and I'll explain what I mean by that. But let's talk about the, the, let's talk about the definition first. So values are a person's or society's principles or standards of behavior. One's judgment of what is important in life. So I like that. Two very important things here that this definition is mentioning. One, it's mentioning that values set the standard of behavior. So your values are going to be telling you what is right, what is wrong. What's the right course of action? What's the best course of action? What's going to actually move the needle in your life? What is more aligned with the person that you are trying to be? That's what guides you. It also tells you what's important in life. It tells you where to put your attention, where to invest your time, energy, and money into, right? Where where do you invest your resources? Your values are going to point you in that direction. So essentially, these are the guardrails in your life. If you're thinking like a bowling alley alley where you put the, the guardrails up, the values are the guardrails. They keep you aligned. They keep you on track. They keep you focused. And they ensure that you are behaving in a way that is indicative of the person you want to be, right? It's a standard you hold yourself to. Now, um, when we're talking about where values come from, I think they can come from a multitude of places, right? They don't just come from one place. I think usually they come from either people, institutions, or experience. So we'll kind of break, we'll kind of break these down individually. So let's talk about people. When our, when our values come from other people. Now, typically this may mean, this, this can be a parent. This can be a teacher. This can be a friend. This can be someone on social media, right? Oftentimes what happens is as children, well, I guess as adults too, but as human beings in general, if we see someone we admire and that for for whatever reason, and that person that we're admiring adheres to a specific set of values, a specific way of life or way of doing things, Because we admire this individual, it's easy for us to adopt those values as well. For example, if if I hop on social media and I see someone who is very big on spending time with his family. And it's it's very clear that he puts a lot of time and investment into spending time, quality time with his family and building the relationships with them. Um, and I may look at that. And I may admire it and I may compare it to what my standards are for spending time with family. I compare it with what I think is important in life. And if I admire that individual for spending time with his family, then it can be easy for me to say, hmm, you know, I really love that this person's doing that. Very admirable. They value spending time with their family, and it's obviously producing a positive result as far as I can see. Hmm. Maybe I should value that more as well. Right. Hmm. Maybe I should be spending more time with my family, too, because I haven't been. Hmm. Right. So now I'm being influenced or motivated by another individual. Because of what they are valuing, because of what their behavior or standards of behavior are, because of what they're deciding to do with their resources, with their time and their energy and their money, right? It can also come from a parent explicitly telling you what we value. You know, in in a, in a very healthy home, ideally, father sits down with the family, the children, and father says, hey, look, this is what we value as a family. We value respect we value discipline, we value integrity, we value strength. Here are what these things mean. Here's an example of what these things would look like acted out in a daily basis, right? If you find yourself in this situation, here's how someone who values this would handle it. Sometimes it's explicitly explained like that, but here's the issue is that when things aren't explicitly explained to us, especially values, then it's not clear what the standards of behavior are. It's not clear what I should deem important in my life, especially as a young man. But if those things aren't very clear to you because your parents didn't kind of lay it out for you, then that can be a very confusing time. Because you're not quite sure what standards you should be upholding and what should be important. Because no one told you. And I know for a lot of men today, that's the case. Due to the amount of fatherless homes that we live in. I think that's a huge impact, right? So if no one explicitly walked you through what you should value, then you only end up adopting the values from the other two Um, origins, I listed institutions and experience, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, um, but but it can be, it it can be, right? It can also be a bad thing that you adopt the wrong values from people too. So I'm not saying that, but here's what happens when we see, let me say it this way. When I grew up in the city of Chicago, right? And there's there's a, lot, there's a lot of gangs in the city of Chicago. I, I didn't grow up in the best neighborhoods. And although I was never involved in any gangs or gang activity, I was around people who were. I knew people who were. And what happens is for these young boys who end up in gangs, because their fathers aren't there or aren't, level-headed enough or mature and healthy enough to instill values into these young boys then they're basically a clean slate. They they like I mentioned, they don't have any standards of behavior. They don't have anything that's dictating what's important to them in their life. So because that void is there, it's empty, they're going to look for it. They're looking for answers. They're looking for clarity, they're looking for guidance. And oftentimes where they find that clarity and guidance is in a gang because gangs, street gangs have values. They may not necessarily be, they may not necessarily be the best values, but they have values. You can value negative things, right? You can value destructive behavior just because you don't know any better. Right. That, that That's a possibility. So instead of, you know, valuing peace and love and respect in in a in a in a positive light if i join a gang i still value respect but it's more so out of fear and power right i value power i value i value feeling powerful in my gang and and, and this this is our neighborhood and you know you you don't come you don't get to come in here and disrespect us and you know, there's certain rules that we got to follow here. So as a young man, now you're learning what standards of behavior are. Now you're learning, okay, this is this is our neighborhood. This is how we dress. This is how we behave. These are our gang signs. These are our colors. This is what's important to us. What's important to us is that you're loyal to this group. Not anybody else outside of it, you're loyal to us here. If we need you to do something, you're going to do it because I, I would do it for you. Right? There, there's There's standards of behavior that are set there's there's values inside of a gang that are teaching you what is important in life and oftentimes well of course as we know those things aren't conducive to a better life so it's a slippery slope right if 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 our young men do not get positively influenced They're going to look for some sort of influence. And when they look for it, there's no saying whether or not that's going to be positive or negative. And then the impact from that is obviously um, a tumultuous situation. Right? So in some sense, we can call that a gang, an institution. We can also call... Another example for myself, the Marine Corps. First time I heard the word values was in the Marine Corps. I've never heard the word values like, like used in that way. as As a young man, I was never taught like standards of behavior. I was never taught like what I should be focused on in life. I was never taught that, that really that kind of stuff like it. I I never had someone to sit down and talk to me, and have that conversation. Um, I had to do my best to kind of pick up off of what I thought was important, based off of the the good people that were in my life, um, you know. But if it's not explicitly explained, as as a young man, as a child, there's still a lot of confusion as to what the expectations are, right? So. For me, I go to the Marine Corps and now it's like, OK, Marine Corps values, you know, honor, courage, commitment. Cool. You know, hoorah, th- this is what I value now. Um, so now this institution has. You know, listed explicitly a set of values that I should abide by. It has explicitly li- listed out a set of standards for behavior. It's listed out for me what's important in my life. So now I adopt that, and that becomes my truth. Those values become my my guardrails in life. It becomes that this is what's important to me. And although I still didn't do the best job in my Marine Corps time, um, acting out those values in a positive way, um, I actually probably did a horrible job. Um, they were still on my mind, and now that I'm older and more mature. I look back now and I realize the value, (laughs) the value of these values, right? I, I realize the importance of them. I realize how crucial it is, especially as men, for someone to sit down and explicitly say what the standard of behavior is. I know I keep repeating this word because I'm trying to drill it into your minds that there needs to be a standard of behavior. Because for most of us, there isn't. For most of us, you're just kind of living at the whim of experience, and whatever happens happens. And there's there's no there's no north star for you. There's no guidelines for for most men today, which is why they end up in so much trouble. Which is why they end up in so much turmoil and depression because they're not they're, the the decisions that they're making in life are not in alignment with who they really want to be, with who they are really aiming for there's there's like two different paths it's it's you know who you're trying to be who you aim to be and then it's who it's who you're behaving like and and those don't always intersect and that's usually where specifically with men i believe that's usually where a lot of depression lies like depression is rooted from it is saying all but i think a good group of men are just so disappointed in themselves because they understand they they understand that there's two paths like they they feel it and they can almost see it right they know there's something they should be doing there's the path and then there's what they are doing and they know that what they are doing is like way off from what they should be doing. And they can't understand why they are getting in their own way and not taking the path that they should be taking. A big part of that is because they don't have any values that are aligning them to that path. There's no guardrails for that path, so it's easy to kind of bounce out and get out of bounds because the standards of behavior are not set, right? There's nothing telling them what is really important, explicitly telling them. They may have an idea. For most of us, we have an idea of how we should be behaving. We have an idea, right? Subconsciously, like we, it's human nature. We, we want to be accepted. We want to, you know, seek others' approval. So instinctively, we're going to, in ways, behave as others want in, in at least some aspect, right? So. I say the touching on the the last origin, you know, kind of talked about people, how values come from people, how values come from institutions. Um, I, I don't want to miss this either. We'll stay on institutions right now. <clears throat> One of the biggest ones being the universities. We see a lot of, I mean, it's very clear that like a, lo- a lot of far left ideology that comes from our universities. Um, That there's a certain set of values that those ideologies are rooted in. They're usually rooted in a victim mindset, um, a lack of accountability, um, that they value Finding the blame in in others in something grander than them. Uh, they don't value peace; they value chaos. Um, and I think they value, although some of them have good, some of those ID some of the ideologies have good intentions. Uh, I just don't think that the path to get to a solution to whatever solution they're aiming for is usually the right path. It's usually like, Hey, let's blame everyone else above me and hope that they somehow fix my own internal situation. Um, And because the values are aligned that way, there's usually no progress for them on an individual basis. So, Like it's, we see a lot of, um, we see a lot of kids who were raised with a certain set of values and then they go off to university and they come back with a completely different set of values programmed inside of them. And the parents are like, What happened to you? What happened to you? Um, You know, and I think that can happen anywhere right it can happen anywhere because parents usually have a certain expectation for you and sometimes it may be the right expectations sometimes it may be unreasonable that's subjective um but your values can change your values can change depending on people institutions you're a part of um and then lastly the experience if There's a few. There's a few experiences that you can go through that really highlight what you should be valuing in, in life, and they're usually traumatic experiences. So, if you lose a loved one, if you lose a loved one, it be for most people it becomes very apparent how important it is to spend time with your loved ones. It becomes very apparent how important it is to not unnecessarily bicker about unreasonable bullshit with your loved ones because you see that they can be gone at any moment. And if you lose someone without getting to amend the relationship due to some ridiculous argument you had, you know that there's going to be some sort of regret around that. And that's painful. It hurts. And a lot of people have to go through that losing someone to realize, wow you know that made me realize how much I value the relationship with this person that made me that made me realize how much I value keeping the peace within my relationships my intimate relationships in my life with my family with my friends with my my girl my wife um, you know. It's those those experiences that end up shaping your values as well. Um, you can also, I'd say for a lot of men too, a breakup. A really hard breakup will change your values. If you're smart, you'll start to realize how important it is to value yourself, to value your own health, to value your own peace of mind. To value your own self-respect to value boundaries all right a breakup will give you a lot of clarity on those two things i've been repeating a lot of clarity in standards of behavior and what's important in life you know so some of these experiences are crucial in developing you your values because ultimately that is going to develop your character so I think this is good to talk about, too, because I'm sure some of you listening out there may be going through something difficult. I'm sure some of you listening out there may have had a really bad experience, maybe recently or maybe in the past. And maybe you can't get over it. Maybe it's tough. Maybe you're asking yourself, why is this happening to me? And I think it's helpful to be able to shift your perspective. And instead of wondering why it's happening to you. I think it's helpful to fall under the assumption that it's happening to you so that you can have more clarity on what your value should be. Therefore, dictating what your character should be like. Therefore, dictating what your life will be like off of the new character that you've developed from this traumatic experience. It's essentially only making yourself better. You're making yourself a better version of you by going through this traumatic experience and accepting it. Acceptance is is a, a superpower. I value acceptance, especially for things that I can't control. If I can't control it, I'm going to accept it. And I'm gonna focus on controlling what I can control. And it's only because I've been through some traumatic experiences To highlight to me how important that is. To highlight how important it is to have the perspective that, yes, this is difficult, but it's making me better. Yes, this hurts, but it's teaching me something. And with this lesson, I'm going to be able to somehow use this later in a different situation. This is teaching me now what my standards of behavior are and what's important in life. So when we think about values and and why they're important on an individual level, and like a, a micro and a macro level. If values are what set the standards of behavior, and if values are what's what tells you what's important in life, then as, as an individual, if we If most, if more of us were to establish what we value, then wouldn't that mean that as an individual, as you and I, then we would have better standards of behavior. And then we would also be able to tell what's important in our life. And then we end up creating a better life because of that, because the values that we value are conducive. To a happy, more successful, more fulfilling, and more peaceful life. So, if if we all can do that on an individual basis, and then we can teach others to do that as well, don't we end up creating a better world that way? Don't we end up moving the needle in a positive direction instead of negative? Don't we end up creating more love and more peace out there versus destruction. I mean, that's my perspective. I could be wrong, but that's, that's how I see it. So when we think about that culturally, like what we've seen, like think about culturally what we value today and think about how those values, think of how a lack of standards of behavior, think about how a lack of what's important in life is playing out today in society. Think about that. I'm going to share this article here from the Wall Street Journal. It's on values. It's titled, America Pulls Back from Values that Once Defined It. Patriotism, religion, and hard work hold less importance. Now, you all can read this on your own, but looking at these graphs here, look at the percentage who say these values are very important to them. Patriotism, dropped. Religion, dropped. Having children, dropped. Community involvement, really dropped. But money, no, that's gone up. We valued money a a lot more today for obvious reasons. The the economy in the United States um, is in turmoil. I get it, right? I get it. So think about how today a lack of patriotism, a lack of religion, a lack of the desire to have children or valuing having children, a lack of community involvement. Think about how these have played out in society. I think it's very clear how there's a direct correlation between the decrease in value of these things and the increase in turmoil in our society today i think it's very clear i'm sure some of you are thinking of examples right now (laughs) percentage who say these values are very important to them personally, shown among the youngest and oldest age groups. So patriotism, for what, 65 and up, looks like about 60% say it's very important. For 18 to 29, looks like about 22% say it's very important. So as a society, with The youngest generation coming up not valuing patriotism, meaning not valuing this country and loving this country and loving where, being proud to say that you're an American. How is that affecting our culture today? How does that make us susceptible? Or I should say, how does that prepare us to fend off enemies? foreign enemies, whether it's physically or ideologically, because I think it's very apparent that communism and socialism is, uh, deeply ingrained into our society now. Um, and although the United States, you know, uh, is somewhat of a balance of capitalism and there's some socialist aspects to it, like the the police and the fire department and, um, the, the the post office mail stuff like that you know what i see needing to be a healthy dance between the two is now more socialist um and it's getting there and that's come from what's being taught in universities through subversion from communist nations We're being taught to value communism, Marxism, Leninism. That's what the new generations are being taught. When we look at having children, um, it's not very important to anyone, as you can see. And of course that comes with our overall lifestyle changing. Um, You know, when when we think of, you know, it's an unfortunate truth that in some third world countries and I don't I don't like using that term because it's not like there's three different worlds um in some impoverished nations the unfortunate truth is that women would have to have multiple children not because they wanted to build a family and have a happy home, but for survival, they needed more children to do manual labor and help them out. And they very, they understood the parents understand that a lot of those children may die at a very young age. And that's an unfortunate, fortunate truth. So when we live in a country like the United States, where we value money, um, the idea of having children becomes less appealing. Because if I, living in a free country, can instead focus on my personal development and building something for my life and having the freedom to do whatever I want, rather than being impoverished and being forced to have multiple children to keep us alive and to have the manpower to be able to facilitate growth and development inside of my home because I don't need to do that, then why would I have children? But as we can see today, our population is dying. Our population is dying and I'm not, I'm not um, versed enough in the, the population concept in terms of like, are we growing too fast or growing too little and is growing too fast a bad thing? I'm, I'm ignorant on that. So I don't, I don't know whether or not um, that's good or bad for society, but I'm just explaining what is. And what's happening is the population is dying. And I guess we'll see how that plays out in society. When we look at religion, right? Younger age groups, around 30% value it. Older age groups, around 55%. So, of course, when we talk about religion, religion is obviously uh, the concept of religion is designed to give you that set of standards for behavior. It's designed to give you purpose. It's designed to give you what's important in life, right? Religion dictates what you should value. So very important. I'm not going to sit here and have the conversation about which religion is better and whatever. Um, The idea of religion is, in my opinion, beneficial for society because just as we're talking about, if you live in a home where the values aren't explicitly explained to you, then you're going to go out and find them. And when you find them, they they may not be values that are conducive to a happy and healthy life. What we've seen is that um, I think for most religions, generally speaking, if you live a life in alignment with the values of the upset religion, you most likely will have a more happy and fulfilling life. And I know, I know, I know you're all thinking about that, that one person you know that's a hypocrite and they don't they go to church every week. And they're still sitting and I get it. I know them too. That's not who I'm talking about. I'm not talking about those people who lack character, who lack alignment of values. I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about the concept of religion and how it's designed to benefit. Right? Now look at hard work. Um, value hard work. Right? Um, but I'm sure it's it's dropped, it's dropped. And I think that's, that's, that's pretty clear just because uh, the way of life is, uh, different. The way we work today is different. The expectations of what work is, is different. So, um, the concern comes when you think that you shouldn't have to work hard because life's different. The concern is that, is thinking that you shouldn't have to work hard because the government's going to give you free money and you can just go on unemployment and mooch off of people who are actually working and having their taxes or having their paycheck taken away from taxes and who are paying for you to be a bum. That's the concern there. So as you can see, values or a lack thereof are teaching you What's important? Now, check this out. Percentage who say these values are very important to them. We have it listed as Democrats, Independents, and Republicans. When we look at patriotism, 23%, right, say it's very important. 23% of Democrats say it's very important. 59% of Republicans. Look at that gap there. That is a huge gap. Religion. 27 and 53. And for those of you, by the way, for those of you listening on, um, maybe if you're just listening to the audio, uh, I recommend hopping on Spotify or YouTube. Um, so you can see what I'm actually walking through. I should have mentioned that earlier, but, um, so yeah, so we're looking at religion here, right? 27% of Democrats, 53% of Republicans. Another pretty big gap. Having children, I think is a lot lower for both. Community involvement. Democrats are higher than Republicans. That's not uh, surprising, right? Republicans are more conservative. They're just like, hey, let me do my business and leave me alone, right? Democrats are, hey, let's go fix this, right? So, um... But I, But the, the thing is, though, is just imagine how much better of a society there would be if both parties valued this more, if both parties valued this more, if both parties valued this more. Just imagine the impact there. And sure, it's up for debate, right, as to how valuable these things are. Sure. In my opinion they're good for society you're you're free to have your own opinion right but it's it's these very things that dictate the direction of society for each of the following has our society gone too far not gone far enough or is it about right shown by percentage who say too far Accepting people who are transgender. Democrats, only 15% said we've gone too far. 75% of Republicans say we've gone too far. And 47% of independents. So I think it's we're we're leaning largely that we've gone too far about this issue. Schools and universities taking steps to promote racial and ethnic diversity. Democrats do not believe we've gone, not a lot of Democrats believe we've gone too far. 55%. Of republicans do 36 percent of independents do accepting people who are gay lesbian or bisexual look at that gap there seven percent of democrats 52 percent of republicans businesses taking steps to promote racial and ethnic diversity seven percent of democrats 52 percent of republicans this is how split we are this is how divided we are as a society Right. We are so misaligned in values. So it's like the, the question becomes, if we're so misaligned in values, how do we ensure that we're moving in the right direction? How do we ensure that we're both going forward if we're spending all our time playing tug of war? Right. how how do we get more aligned how do we get aligned in the same values how do we agree that some values are just better for society how do we get to that point I think it's by having these kind of conversations right I think this is a start by even talking about it but this this just highlights you guys can check this out I'll put this link inside of uh inside the description but We need to know what we value. And we need to know what we don't value. That's going to dictate how we behave. That's going to dictate how we conduct ourselves. That's going to dictate what we decide to invest our resources in. And as men, if we do not decide what we value, if we do not decide what we value, what your family values as a unit, then someone else will decide for you. And who's to say that that's the right Being the value who's to say those values are conducive to you building a better life for yourself. Who's to say those values are really what's going to get you out of your own way. I don't know who knows. I'd argue nine times out of 10. You're probably going to get, uh, manipulated into valuing whatever society values, whatever the masses value based on TV. Based on news, based on mainstream media, right? Based on your favorite crooked politicians from either side. They're all crooked. Right? Well, not all, but <laughs> a good chunk of them are at the top. So if if we're if we're on the subject of, of or if we're answering the question of like how do I get out of my own way? How do I ensure that I'm on track? How do I give myself boundaries for which I should be staying within? How do I dictate how I should be behaving? How do I dictate what's important to me? Well, you establish what you value. And sometimes that's as easy as Googling a list of values and going through them one by one and highlighting the ones that caught your attention and resonated with you, and crossing out the ones that don't, and what you have left over, the ones that are highlighted, ask yourself, why do you value this? Why did you highlight this? Tell yourself a story about a time where you saw someone else enacting this value. Tell yourself a story about a time that you enacted this value. Tell yourself a story about a time someone failed to enact that value and how it made you feel. That's, it's, it's really, you know, it's, it's the emotion that's really gonna be driving your decision-making on what you decide you value or not. It's important that you dig that deep to really figure out what's important to you and how you should be behaving. And I highly encourage all of you to, to, uh, work through an activity like that. So you can give yourself guardrails, right? But that's, that's all I have today. So we talked about what values are, talked about where they come from, how they come from people, institutions, and experiences in your life. We talked about why they're important. And we've also looked at how they've changed over the years. So I hope you all found value in this episode. Um, Please, again, I appreciate your support. Like, comment, subscribe. Make sure you follow on whatever uh, platform you're listening so you can stay updated. And stay tuned for the next episode. Take care, guys.